Good morning, church. Welcome home. How's everybody doing this morning? Is anybody awake? <laughs> All right, guys, if we could just take a quick second. Uh, just turn, greet your neighbor. Uh, also, if we can turn around to the camera, if we can say good morning to everybody that's in our overflow room, everybody that's watching us on our live stream, listening in on the podcast. Good morning to all of you. Welcome to Home Church. We're excited to have you with us this morning. So guys, just a few announcements this morning before we get into uh, our time of worship. Uh, first off, next Sunday is going to be the last week that we are accepting the crisis care kits. So please make sure that you get with Mark Butler if you need more bags to fill or you have any questions regarding that. There is a small group called Hope and a Future that meets in our gym on Sundays from 1145 until 1 in the afternoon. Uh, bring your own lunch for that. And if you have any questions, you're going to want to reach out to Jeannie Adams. Uh, Jeannie's the one that's heading up that small group. Um, Folks, just a reminder, mark your calendars and save the date. September 11th, we're going to be coming together here and praying for our country on Patriot Day. So that's going to be on September 11th at 7 p.m. So we will be praying outside together. Please come. We would love for you guys to join us, link hearts, and uh, just a, a really important time. Uh, as things in our country are, are kind of crazy right now. So let's just link hearts and uh, pray for our leaders, pray for the upcoming elections and everything that's going on September 11th at 7 p.m. And folks, just a reminder, a great way to stay connected to our church is going to be through social media. So just a reminder, uh, we do have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram account, and we also have a YouTube channel. So all of them can be found under Home Church NV. Our home website is homechurchnv.org. So make sure you guys uh, look for us on social media. Make sure that you follow us. Make sure that when you're on Facebook, you like our videos, you subscribe, so that that way you never miss a post when we put something new out. All right, guys. So that was, uh, that was the most of the announcements there. So now my favorite part of the morning, uh, kids, if you guys are comfortable, if we can have you guys come to the front, and we're just going to have you spread out here, uh, we're going to have Miss Jane come down, and she's going to be sharing the story with us this morning. distance, right? This is the new normal, right? Social distancing. Oh, Luke. Good morning, Luke. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Do you know what this is? It's a soldier? It's like a Roman soldier, right? It's a Roman soldier. Ooh, good job, Miss Ricky. <laughs> um, except for that I didn't bring my Bible up here. Shame on me. I wanted to read the scripture. Can you look that scripture up really quick? 
It's Ephesians 6. So, how many of you have heard about um, putting on the full armor of God? You have heard about it? What does that mean? We're supposed to walk around with all this stuff on? No? What does it mean? It means you have all the parts of God's armor on you so he can protect you. Okay. So what are some of the parts? Um, because Jesus is in our hearts. Right. He is in our hearts. And we need to be ready, right? Because <clears throat> sometimes things happen and we do things that are wrong. What is that called when we do things that are wrong? Sin. That's right. So we need to have the full armor of God to keep us, to help us, to keep from sinning, right? Because who likes it when we sin? Maddie, who likes it when we sin? Jesus. Who likes it when we sin? Jesus. Does Jesus like it when we sin? No. Who likes it when we sin? The devil. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to read you the scripture. It's called the whole armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's right. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, right? It's a belt. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, right, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is what? What is the sword of the Spirit? The sword of the Spirit is Jesus. Amen. All right, so the sword of the Spirit is the Bible, right? Because that's our instructions, who has a Bible at home? Everybody. Okay, good. Okay, so I want you guys to start bringing your Bibles to church, okay? Because when Pastor puts the scripture up there, your parents can help you find it, and I want you to try to follow along, okay? So the first thing we're going to talk about is the belt. The belt was a very special part of the Roman soldier's outfit here. Okay? The belt held the sword. 
what is the sword again? Mateo? The Bible. That's right. Yes, Ari? The Bible. That's right. Is that the most important part? Yeah. If we don't know the Bible, we won't be able to say things that will help us, promises that will help us. Because what happens sometimes, what's the darkness? What kinds of things are we tempted to do? Lie. Tell the truth. We're tempted to lie, aren't we? What else? What about our parents? Are we tempted to do something with them? Like? Fun stuff. We're tempted to not mind them, aren't we? Obey them? Yep. We're tempted to not obey them. So the Romans had this belt of truth that held their sword, right? We have to have the word of God in our hearts, on the tip of our tongue, to fight against the enemy. How do we do that? How do we do that, Artie? We do that because of Jesus. That's right. Because Jesus will, what will he do for us? He'll do, he'll protect us. That's right. Amen. <laughs> All right. Any other questions about the belt? No? It was a very important part of the Roman soldier's armor. Okay? I want you guys to get your Bibles out when you get home and read that scripture. Your parents will help you find it. Okay? The belt. What is it called? The belt of? The belt. Of truth. Amen. All right. Luke, do you want to say something? No, thank you. Okay. Um, Teo, do you want to pray? Would you pray for us? Okay. Dear Lord, I hope that you just help us through, through, through the coronavirus, Lord, and I hope that you just protect us all, and, and I hope that, that we just learn from you. From, from from your from your words, Lord, and Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for coming down here. After church, we can take a picture with your face in here. <laughs> Testing. There we go. Thank you, Miss Jane. So, guys, what a simple but powerful message, not only for our kids, but hopefully the adults, the parents, you guys are paying attention to. It's always a good reminder, uh, you know, when, when we're talking about the uh, suit of armor, and uh, our pastor preached on it just a couple of months ago, suit up, they're coming. So, thank you, Jane, for sharing that. All right, church, it's time for us to uh, move forward. And we're going to be moving into our time of giving and worship. So we just want to thank all of you who have been faithful in your tithes and offerings. As you guys probably know already, we're not going to be passing around the offering baskets. Uh, we're encouraging you to continue giving online or dropping a check in the mail. 
if you did bring your tithe or offering with you this morning, we do ask, we have the uh, offering box on the wall on the left-hand side. Just drop it on there uh, on your way out. All right, folks, let's go ahead. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we just praise you for another beautiful day, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity, for the freedoms that we have to be able to come together and gather in your house, Lord. What a blessing, what an honor it is to be here, to learn more about you, to learn about your word. Father God, as we uh, collect our tithes and offerings this morning, Lord, we just pray that you take these offerings, that you bless them, that you multiply them, that you use them to further your kingdom, to help us to, to serve others that are in need, Lord. And Father, during this time of worship, Lord, I just pray that your presence fill this church, fill our overflow room, our homes, wherever it is that we're listening in today, Lord. Just let your presence be known. Let us know that you're here with us, Father God. And Lord, we just pray as pastor comes up to share your word this morning, Lord, we just pray that you anoint his words, that you speak through our pastor, and that it really falls in our hearts, that it touches us, that it stirs us to make a difference, that we leave here changed today, different walking out than when we walked in this morning, Lord. We just pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. Amen. Let's shake off those morning blues. How's everybody doing? Uh, Let's focus our minds. Let's focus our attention to Jesus, to our King, to our Lord as we sing out this song.
How many know that our God reigns? No matter what we're going through, despite all the smoke, God still reigns. Let's remain in an attitude of worship. Yes, amen. Lord, we acknowledge you this morning. You reign in our lives, Lord. We surrender all to you this morning.
paint the night And you paint the night You count the stars and you call them by name The skies proclaim God you reign And your glory shines Teach the sun when to bring a new day. Creation sings, God, you reign. Oh, sing it out. And God, you reign. And God, you reign. Forever and ever, yeah. And our God reigns. And you part. And you move the mountains with the words that you say, my song remains, and God you if you guys remember, Hannah, if you can keep playing that pad there. You guys remember that thunderstorm we had just recently? So I'm sitting there, I, I, the flashes wake me up. And I remember I opened up the blinds, I said, wow, look at this. And as I'm looking out, I see the thunder, the lightning. And God spoke to me and he said, be still and know that I am God. And I'm, and I'm sitting there, and I got the chill. I'm getting the chills right now. And I thought, you know, that's how God works. He just gives us a simple word. And he says, be still today and know that he is God, and he is in control. 
does not matter what's going on around us. So as we sing this out, I want you to just focus your hearts today. Let this word sink in and be still and know that he is God. And our God reigns. And our God reigns forever and ever. Our God reigns. And our God reigns. Yes. Our God reigns forever and ever. Our God reigns. Sing that with me. Yes, our God reigns, and our God reigns forever and ever. Our God reigns. Worship Him this morning, and our God reigns. the heavens hear you this morning in dark worship him this morning. God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart i'm coming back to the heart of 
when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. Oh, it's all about you. King of endless world. King of endless world. No one could express how much you deserve. I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours, every single
It's all about you. It's all about you. One more time. I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you. all bow our heads this morning um, many of us right now we're going through some crazy times and um, I'm sure there's people here who haven't shared anything with anybody but Jesus knows what you're going through right now and I want to I want to sing out that chorus one more time without the music just your voice and I want you to honor God right now and remind him that right now Lord nothing else matters but you nothing else matters but you God I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, yeah. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, musicians. Thank you so very much, Josh and Jen. Hannah, it's good to have you back. Yeah. Thank you so very much, Ruben, and all those on the worship team that couldn't be here. Um, good morning, church. Good morning. It's so good to see you. Lois, Jack, how are you this morning? You're here. Praise God. That's all we, okay, let's, uh, Ruth, how are you this morning? You're good. Good to hear that. Mr. Edgington, how are you? Amen. And all those in the overflow room, how are you this morning? I wish we had like a microphone in there so we could hear them, you know, the response. They're yelling, okay, amen. We want to thank you again for your patience, church. I can't wait for the days uh, when we could all come in together and I have to do this overflow thing, but we appreciate you. Um, we also want to thank all those who are online with us this morning um, who are joining in. Uh, we say hello. Matter of fact, church, it's been a while since we've done this. Let's all turn around and say hello to all those in the overflow room right now. Hello, good morning. All right, we're here in spirit with you. Amen. Who's ready to hear the word? Amen. Yes.
I, you know, that's really good to hear. Uh, let's take some time real quick. So Linda, who knows Linda Sutherland, she had surgery. Everything went well. We've been praying for this. <laughs> Linda, if you're watching this morning, praise God. Um, it's good to hear that. You know, I would love to even one of these days take a service and just, you know, sometimes it's good to stop and give God praise. It's, sometimes it's good to stop and just give a testimony, you know, of what God has done in your life, you know, what he brought you out of or uh, what you've been through. And so uh, this morning's sermon is uh, titled Crazy Yes and Possible No, God Rescue Me. Crazy yes, impossible no, God rescue me. We're going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 14, if you could turn there with me this morning. Um, Jane, I want to second what you said. Please bring your Bible this morning. Please bring it. If you don't have one, let me know. I will, I will get you one personally. Um, thank you for what you're doing with the kids, you and Anita. It's just an amazing thing. I know Mike. Yes, yeah. Can we give him a hand? Yes. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. Hallelujah. So if you're at Matthew 14, verse 22, say amen. amen. Okay, you guys are quick. All right. All right. Let's read. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, read in verse 22. And um, we'll take it down to verse 32. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and, and go before him to enter to the other side while... He sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Whoever needs some time to go alone and pray. Amen. My wife said, Amen. That's a, that's a sign for, I, I know she needs some time alone now, so this is good. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. You ever leave your kids at home or do something, and next thing you know, all hell is breaking loose? This is Jesus right here. He went to go pray, and now everything has gone haywire. But the boat now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Verse 25. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Mm. Verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Anytime grown men are crying out for fear, you know they're scared. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. I'm going you know, to stop right there. There's somebody here this morning. God wants you to know. Be of good cheer. Do not be afraid. I don't know who that's for, but it's for somebody. Be of good cheer. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Let's pray. 
Dear Lord, we just ask, God, your covering upon today's message. God, that eyes and ears would be open to receive what you have to say. Uh, Lord, I just would remind those, especially young children, that, that, that they would remind them, this is not a fairy tale. This is not just some story that came from Disney. This is your word. This happened. This was life. And Lord, I pray, God, that as we can look at this story, it could apply to our life today. Um, open eyes, God. Change hearts. Change minds. Bless us this day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Church, I'm convinced this morning um, that the God we serve wants us as a church, as a people, you and I, to do the impossible in crazy circumstances. I know there are a lot of troubled people out there right now who's been watching the news. A lot of trouble. We're in some troubled times. We're in a troubled culture. Some would say our world is experiencing something that it has never experienced before. I don't know what your take is on that. That our world is seeing something now that has it has never seen before. But how many of you know we serve a God who didn't just drop the mic and walk off the stage? He is still God. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't uh, you know, walk off the throne and say, well, I give up. He is still God. He's still in control. Somebody say, he's still God. Amen. This is what I believe. When a world, when a community, when our neighborhoods are broken, it's an opportunity for the church to do something powerful. It's an opportunity for God to show himself mighty and strong. And this morning, I feel that we are in some troubled circumstances, not only, not only with this, the virus and, and these protests and, and all this stuff going on right now, but you personally and your personal walk with God. Um, what you're going through changes like me you know maybe there's some family members in your life maybe there's some friends who are there's some things going on you're in some troubled times you're in a troubled circumstance my assignment to you this morning is to tell you that God wants to do the impossible in your life like he's done with mine like he's done with my little brother. Can I get an amen? Like he's done with Josh. You see Josh over there? I remember when Josh fell off a four-story house and the doctor, he just got married and the doctor told Beth, he's not gonna live. He's not looking good. He's not, if he does, he's not gonna remember you. He's not gonna remember how to play guitar. He's not going to walk. He's not going to walk. That's for sure. And then here he is. And I remember the Josh walking in. And the doctor's going, what in the world? They said, what did he eat that morning? And Beth said, well, I think he had raisin bran. They said, you know what? It was the protein. It was the... We'll let them think that, amen? But Josh told them otherwise. But, 
but I've seen God do the impossible in troubled times. And for some of us, when you hear that, it's hard to believe that God would do something impossible in your life. Pastor Carlos, I've, I've, I've been, it's too late. It's never too late for God to do the impossible in your loved ones. Crazy, yes. Impossible, no. God, rescue me. And that's what he does through Peter. Peter does something impossible. What does he do? What does Peter do? We just read it, folks. What does he do? He walks on the water. Has anybody ever walked on water? I know my daughter does every day, but it's, that's, I'm joking. <laughs> the question I had was, how did he do it? How did Peter walk on water? I have three points this morning. What did Peter do that gave him the ability to walk on water? What did he do? Yes, okay. We'll get to that a little later. Don't preach my sermon, sermon Jack. What did he do? Let's, let's go to verse 28. Verse 28. Can you have that, brother? Verse 28. Right here, right here. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Number one, write this down. He asked for a word. I like that, sister. Amen. He asked for a word. Uh, why is that important? Where we mess up, where I have messed up in life, is when I make decisions without asking God first. I just go do it. You know, like getting a new job we never talked to God about. Or getting ready to marry someone that we've never talked to God about. One thing I always tell people who come to me with a question or something, it's, I, I will ask, well, have you prayed about it? Have you, have you prayed about it? And normally it's this quiet. <laughs> Nor normally, sometimes. Because I've been asked that. Have you prayed about this, Carlos? Uh, yeah, I, no, have you really prayed about it? You know, that's a good question. Have I, have I prayed about this? Have I sought God first? There's something that I want to call progressive action versus preventive action. I'm telling you, you're going to write, you want to write this down, I'm telling you. Progressive action versus preventive action. Our walk with God should not be preventive. Jen, you already know where I'm going. You, you, what I'm trying to say is we shouldn't tell God, unless you stop me, God, I'm going to do it. That's not fair. Unless you stop me, Lord, if you don't want me to do this, then stop me, because I'm going to do it. Who's ever done that? I've done that many a times. Because we know God will never force us to do anything that we don't want to do. Our walk with God should be progressive, which means I'm not proceeding forward. I'm not progressing forward unless you tell me to. Unless you tell me to move, God. I ain't doing it. Show me. Peter asked for a word. 
I want to go back to verse 28. Let's go back to verse 28, brother. Can we go back real quick, please? Can we? And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Ask for a word. Point two. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. Point two. He accepted the word. Verse 29. Let's go to verse 29. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Here's why this is important. Peter accepted something that didn't make sense. Peter accepted something that wasn't logical. It's stormy, it's crazy, the winds are blowing, the waves are, get out of the boat and walk on the water. They didn't throw Peter off. He didn't slip and fall. You know, it's funny how they had to throw Jonah off, but Peter was willing just to <laughs> just do it, you know? If you haven't heard the Jonah series, I would, I would encourage you to. Jonah, I, I don't know if it was back in like February or somewhere, but I did a Jonah series. You can go back on that. He accepted what Jesus said. And because he accepted, because Peter accepted what God said. God was able to show him the impossible in his life. I know we hear the story so many times, and we, but guys, Peter walked on water. That's pretty awesome. Like, that's one of those things, you, when, you're telling, when you're hanging out with the guys, and they're telling them, it's like, yeah, you, but I walked on water with Jesus. You know, I walked on water. That is, that's amazing. God was able to show him the impossible. The amazing thing is God will speak to so many of us in this place. The sad thing is, is someone won't accept it. God tells us he will provide all our needs. Do we accept it? God tells us he will use us in certain ways, but we don't believe it's possible. But here's what I've learned. We serve a God who specializes in using people the world says is not usable. Amen? And do something powerful with their lives. Also, you, know what, when, you want to know what I know about God? He wants to take you beyond your skill level. He wants to take you beyond your educational level. He wants to take you beyond what you think you can do. He wants to take you to a place so far, so far beyond what you and I think we can do that when we, it's, when we accomplish it, we will know that it was God because we couldn't have done that on our own. That's what God wants to do. There's a place that God wants to take you mentally. There are some here this morning struggling. They can't sleep at night. You can't sleep at night. I've been there. God wants, to, God wants to put something in you where you're sleeping like a baby. There are people here who, who are tormented, who should not be tormented, who are full of fear, anxieties. There's a place God wants to take you to. He wants to give you peace. He wants to give you a, 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 a salvation. There are things he wants you to accomplish that you never thought you could do or achieve. The amazing thing is there are some things that God wants to, to accept, but 
My question is, will we accept it like Peter? I have to hand it to Peter, folks. He did something that the other 11 didn't ask to do or didn't do. I mean, I know we're, we're hard on Peter because he, we know what happened. But sometimes God will ask you to do something that doesn't make sense, that isn't logical. And it's gonna take what to do it? What's it gonna take? Faith. faith. It's gonna take faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Some of you this morning, God, maybe there's, a, maybe there's a sermon that Mike preached. Maybe there's a sermon that Josh preached. Maybe there's a sermon that I preached a month ago that God is still dealing with. He's still, have you accepted it? Maybe you were driving down the street and God, God spoke to you. Have you accepted that? By faith, you've got to accept the word. You have to accept it by faith. Peter gets out of the boat in the middle of a storm. The ship is rocking from side to side, and he gets out of the boat. Some of us this morning are going through some crazy times, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this morning, and I know what's going on in some of your lives, but I want to encourage you, God is going to use it in the middle of a storm to move in this situation. Because anybody can do it when the sea is calm. Anybody can, anybody can serve God when the sun is shining. But can you trust him? Can you serve him when you got the bad news? Can you still honor him when there's no money to pay the bills? Can you still love when there's no love back? Can you still serve him? Can you still accept his word? Point number three, very simple. He acted. He acted. When God tells you to do something, you need to seize the moment. <laughs> you need to act quick. You need to, yes, sir. He accepted. But when we get to verse 30, my excitement level it went down when we were reading. Because this is where I find myself here sometimes. Can I be honest, church? Can I be real with you? I wish I could, <laughs> I wish as your pastor, I could stand up here and say, guys, I've, I've accomplished this already. It's, I'm on the next level now. But there are times in my life where I'm right here. I'm walking on the water. I wish I could, had like some effects here so I could like walk on water walking on the water but then all of a sudden I start sinking I start to sink but when he saw verse 30 that the wind was boisterous he was afraid and beginning to sink he cried out saying Lord save me actually I think he said it like this Lord, save me. What did Peter do that caused him not to walk on the water? What did Peter do that we should not do? I'm going to call it don't pull a Peter. Don't pull a Peter. There are two things I believe Peter did 
that, that I, I have done and I do from time to time. Verse 30, he was focusing on the wrong things. That's number one. He was focusing on the wrong thing. He was focusing on something that he shouldn't be focusing on. Are you hearing me? He was focused on the wrong things. See, the problem is, it isn't the wind itself. The problem is his focus was taking off of Jesus onto the wind. You know, sometimes in life, you get an inspiration, you get something, you want to start a business. The business hasn't even started yet, but yet in your mind, you already think it's, it's already failed. You're seeing things that don't matter. You're seeing things. Not that God wants to live walking around oblivious to everything going on. That's not what I'm talking about here. I believe God wants us to see those things so we have a testimony to tell people what God brought us out of. But that's not what I'm talking about. But, but Peter, his focus was off of Jesus and onto the, onto the wind. He was focusing on something that he shouldn't have been focusing on. It was on his surroundings. Number two, I believe Peter became afraid. Because when fear starts rising, faith will start what? Diminishing. When fear starts rising, faith will start declining, decreasing. He became afraid. You know, when I think about this in my personal life, I got to think about all the things that God has already brought me out of. When I'm in those moments where I'm like, what is going to happen? How is this going to, when is it? Why? I got to go back and remember what God has already done in my life. I would encourage you this morning to go back on all the things that God has done for you in the past and have the confidence to know that he's not going to abandon us now. Jesus says he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen? We need to trust God with, and, and, and not worry this morning. There are some people who are fearful. You're in a fearful place. And God can't move like he wants to because you're full of fear. You're not stepping out. And when you do step out, you start sinking because fear is gripping your life. But this is where my hope comes right here. What did he do when he started sinking? What did Peter do when he started sinking? He cried out. He cried out to God. Maybe this morning you're walking on the water right now and praise God for you. Thank you. That's awesome. You're walking on water? Awesome. But maybe, just maybe, a month from now, two months from now, you're going to get some news. Maybe something's going to happen to a family member. Maybe something's going to happen in your life. Like when we were sitting at the Bible study and everything was going good and I got this call about my brother going, what in the world is going on? All of a sudden now, my faith, I start sinking into the water. My family, we start saying, what is happening now? What did we do? We cried out. 
We cried out, and let me tell you, church, it's okay. When's the last time you cried out to God? Not for yourself, but for someone else. When's the last time you cried out to God? Are you crying out to God this morning? He cried out. He prayed, Lord, save me. I don't know about you, but that's one quick prayer. He didn't say, "Um, God, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I'm here, Lord, I'm in the middle of the storm, and I need you. He didn't didn't go through this long old prayer. Some of us think that praying long catches the, the heart of God. It's not the length of our prayer. It's the faith that's in our prayer that catches God's attention. Now, it's good to pray long. You know, if I only talk to my wife five minutes a day, I'm not sure how our, what, what our relationship would be like. So I, I hope you pray to God. I hope you talk to God more than five minutes a day. But this is not a sermon on prayer, but we need to cry out to God. We need to cry out to God. Amen. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Amen. If I could have Josh, if you could come up, please, before we worship this God and cry out to him this morning. We need to cry out with faith. There's somebody's marriage. Somebody's marriage is in trouble this morning. You know who they are. You need to cry out with faith. There are some people there in the battle. They're battling right now whether to come to church or not. We need to cry out with faith. You need to cry out to God. There are some family members we know who need God. We need to cry out to God. We need to cry out with faith. There are some, some of us right now are battling some mental, some things are going on in our mind. We need to cry out this morning to God. We need to ask God to help us. Lord, save me. Lord, my, my job's in trouble. I need to cry out to you. I need to cry out to you, God. But sometimes there's barely any faith. You ever been at a point in life where you're like, you know what? The Bible says that if we have faith as a mustard seed, but yet we don't even feel like we have that. I don't even feel like I have faith as a mustard. I, I feel like I, don't got no, I got nothing. Just the mere fact that you would cry out to God is saying something. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. And he will rescue you. Verse 31. I love this right here, church. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I don't know who this is for this morning. Those who in the overflow room, you're sitting down, you're, 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 you're comfortable. Maybe... This morning, somebody watching online, maybe someone here this morning. I don't know who this is for, but when I was preparing this sermon, God wanted me to tell you, you need to cry out to him. He wants to know you. He wants, to, he wants a relationship with you. He wants to catch you. He wants to rescue you. He wants to deliver you. Most of all, he wants to save you. How many of you know God can reach your loved one? God can reach your loved one. I don't care where they're at, how far they've gone. He can reach them in the club. Amen. I got two amens. He can reach them drunk.
God can reach somebody that's down. God can reach someone who's living immorally. God, God can reach someone who's living in adultery. God can reach someone who's living in homosexuality. God can reach anyone. When we cry out, when we cry out, God can reach us. He can reach us in a lying spirit. I grew up in church just because we, us church kids have our things too. He can reach us in a lying spirit. He can reach us when we've been fired from our job. He can reach us when you feel like giving up. When they're talking about you all over the news. He can stretch out his hand and rescue you no matter where you are, how far you've gone. Yes, they got a ticket on your life. Yes, they got a contract on you. But the God we serve has the power to stretch out his hand and save you and do the impossible for you. When we cry out and say, crazy, yes, impossible, no. God, rescue me. Let's all stand this morning. Let's all stand this morning. And I want to worship this God. I want to worship this creator. God, rescue me. This morning as we sing this song, if that's you this morning, and there are some things that's going on in your life, and you're, already, you're on the water. You've stepped out in faith. You're, you're obeying God. There's some things you're doing, but things don't seem to be, be getting any better. Now you're starting to sink. I want you to worship this God right now as before we pray. We're going to pray as a church. Worship him this morning. So I lay my life down at your feet, Lord. I live my life for only you. Hallelujah. At the altar. So I lay my life down at your feet, Lord. I live my life for only you. Altar of forgiveness, of forgiveness. Whoa. And I lay my burdens down. I was lost, but now I'm found again. I'm made brand new in Jesus Christ. At the altar Give him praise for what he's done Give him praise for his only son, the Christ It doesn't matter what you've done Because you're at the altar So I lay my life down At your feet, Lord I live my life for only you at the altar of forgiveness of forgiveness there's no need to be ashamed he said that's why I came to deliver and set the captive free my son my daughter i will give you the power to overcome those things that are keeping you from me jesus says 
ask of me, ask of me, oh, this morning you need to ask him, he says ask of me, ask of me, so I lay my life down at your feet, Lord. I live my life for only you at the altar. So I lay my life down at your feet, Lord. I live my life for only you at the altar. So I But now I'm found again. I'm made brand new in Jesus Christ at the altar of forgiveness. This morning, as heads bowed, please, eyes closed as we're standing in the presence of God. Maybe this morning um, you're in the boat right now and you haven't stepped out onto the water. And maybe there are some things that God is, God is pressing you. God is, God is, the Spirit of God is, is r- reminding you to, maybe you need to ask God. Maybe if that is you this morning, I'm not going to have anyone come down this morning. That's not what's going to happen. But if that's you this morning, God has, God has spoken to you. You just lift your hand so I can pray, just so I know what I can pray for this week. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you haven't stepped out of the boat yet. If that's you, you lift your hand. Amen. Maybe this morning you, you have stepped out of the boat already, and uh, maybe you're sinking, and God is, God is dealing with you on some things, and maybe your faith, maybe we need to pray for faith. If that's you, you just raise your hand. No one looking around. Just raise God sees that hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I would encourage you, church, to cry out to God. Don't give up on God. Cry out to Him. Hallelujah. Dear Lord, I just want to pray right now. God, for our church, for this congregation. God, you see the needs, you see the frustrations. You see the things that go on behind closed doors, Lord. Lord, I would pray a special covering upon each and every person here this morning as they go home. God, that you would remind them, God, that you are there to catch them when they cry out. But God, that we would not take our focus off you, that we would keep our focus on you, especially during these times. And that we would learn to lean on you. 
Hallelujah. As we lean on you. Hallelujah. Church, I want to apologize for getting you out so late. But I want to sing a song. I just feel led to sing the song. If you don't know this song, you don't have to sing it with us. But learning to lean on Jesus. yes, impossible no. It's never too late to ask God to rescue you. Amen. Amen. Be blessed this morning, church. Thank you so very much. Amen. Hallelujah.